Welcome to Thriller Convo with Car Gonzalez. Broadcasting from Austin, Texas. Via SoundCloud and supported by listeners like you. Thriller Convo is where we cover the latest and greatest people in the blockchain space. We use the Thriller Podcast platform to move the world forward. Always. Now, here is your host, Car Gonzalez. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another exciting episode of Thriller Convo. Today, we have on Joe Kelly, co-founder and CEO of Unchained Capital. Thanks for coming on the show, Joe. Hey, Car. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you coming on the show. You're our first Austinite on the show, believe it or not. So, what? It, yeah, I know it, it's surprising because uh, you know I, I we we went to Hoshokan uh, here recently uh, and um, Hartej. He was like, you know, he's like, you need to go back to Austin, and he's like, you need to invest in your community as well. And I, I really took that to heart. <laughs> so, um, so thank you so much for coming on the show and and being our first Austinite. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. I think Austin has a a great Bitcoin community and uh, blockchain uh, kind of interest community as well. So um, happy to get kind of start the start you down the path. Thank you, thank you. Um, so tell us a little bit about Unchained Capital. How did you guys start? Um, who founded it, and what's y'all story? Sure. So uh, Unchained Capital is started by myself and my co-founder Drew Bonsall. He and I go back about ten years. We started a company together called Infochimps here in Austin. It was a big data technology startup. We sold that in 2013 to Computer Sciences Corporation. And as we kind of sat around looking at what to do next, we couldn't but help ourselves and just get really fascinated by Bitcoin. Uh, we'd heard about it. We'd um, you know, looked into it here and there beforehand, but never had the time or, or resources really to, to go much further. So uh, as we yeah, thought about ourselves as Bitcoin holders, looked at the space for where the opportunities, what are people doing in it, it really occurred to us that no one was kind of addressing this um, big pool of unspent Bitcoin, this big pool of, of this asset that really sits around and doesn't do anything for anybody. Uh, we always thought that we'd be long-term holders for many years, um, but it wasn't a really productive asset for us. It was just kind of, we're sitting around waiting for appreciation. So we thought there was a, a definite need to, to bring solutions for people like us. And so that got us down the path of starting Engine Capital. And we um, began with uh, the premise that you know, secured loans is kind of the best first product to release for folks that let People um, get some value out of this asset while not selling and use something, you know, these, these dirty fiat dollars to um, perhaps invest in something or buy some real estate. And that's been uh, the principal use of, of proceeds that, that we lend out. Folks are either buying um, a property to rent or to, to flip uh, or they're putting it in towards some investment opportunity. So we really like that, you know, that part of our vision is kind of coming to fruition. You know, I think we're one of those few projects that sees people using their Bitcoin to do real things in the real world. Um, and so that that's kind of satisfying. That's great. I, I'm so glad to hear that you guys are trying to do some good out there. Um, I noticed you guys have a really big team and a lot of really smart engineers. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about your team? Sure. So yeah, we just being technically minded, you know, I'm not a developer engineer personally, but my co-founder Drew is very um, strong technical person. And you can see he's written some great articles online and, um, and contributes to open source code and things like that. So we've got a, a team of folks you know, led by him and, and our other great senior engineers that uh, we've just invested a lot in our um, technology, our product being our website, as well as the, the custodial solution we have for 
storing the, um, the, the crypto assets that we're lending against. Uh, so we have uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum that are, are the forms of collateral we accept. Uh, Bitcoin we store in, uh, in largely kind of traditional ways or ways that, that you would see any kind of leading or industry standard kind of shop do. Uh, but then for Ethereum, we, we wrote our own uh, smart contract. There, there was no multi-signature solution for uh, Ethereum out there. And we didn't, um, we, we didn't just trust many of the implementations. Many had seen kind of hacks. So we uh, we wrote our own. It's dead simple. We actually had Hosho uh, audit it. That's why we uh, were at, at the HoshoCon the other week. Um, and we were one of the first projects uh, that had no issues with audit kind of a thing. So um, it's, I'm just proud of the, the team we have. We do have a great, um, great team of folks. Tell me a little bit about... Uh working here in Austin is, are you, are you noticing there's a lot of, there's a lot of talent to choose from here as like the, the pool finding people in the blockchain space? I mean, I think I, I look at it similar to our last business at Ed InfoChimps. We were a part of this big data technology wave that had these, all these newfangled databases, these things called Hadoop and NoSQL and um, all these things that had just kind of come to market. So uh, nobody had experience with those things. It would, it would be ridiculous to be a recruiter looking for someone with two years of experience with Hadoop in 2009. It's just like those people didn't exist. Like that person was the guy who started it or something like that. So um, it's, it's the same thing here. And so I think just as a company, you have to get good at finding people who are talented, uh, finding people who are that master, showed they could master one thing before or showed that they could have, have a, that ability to kind of learn into a new field or technology and then kind of kind of transpose them and have good technical leadership that can bring them up to speed in this new technological arena. And so that's what we've been able to rely on. And there's a huge talent pool at UT. There's a lot of uh, engineers here that are in other fields or working at other companies that do want to jump ship to blockchain because it is exciting or it sounds like this next great kind of technology wave. So um, yeah, Austin's just been a great pool of, of resources for us along those lines. Uh, that's great to hear. I've always wondered how that uh, how that kind of worked out here in Austin for everybody. I, I know we uh, attended the Ethereum Alliance meetup here um, last week, and so many so many developers excited about Ethereum, excited about smart contracts. Um, it, it's very cool that you guys are doing an Ethereum collateralized loan. Um, can you tell us a little bit how that's kind of working out right now? Is everything is everything going well? Yeah, uh, business could. You know, we've. Uh, been actively giving loans uh, for yeah over a year now. We gave our first loan last June, and uh, certainly saw a lot of great business during uh, that kind of bull run there up through December uh, into January and February. Um, the summer's been lighter. You know, it's definitely more of a kind of, some people, people. It's a to some it's a bear market for others. It's just like us. I think just a quieter time. Um, but there's still plenty of people coming in for loans and um, we're making good transactions and making customers happy. So. It's nice to be in a business that can you know, ride, ride with the wave and, and kind of surf, surf it on the backside too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, Bitcoin, I, I know you guys are doing um, Bitcoin personal loans and business loans too. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you have you guys, uh, how are you guys kind of working the whole, because I, I know right now pretty much for the most part, it's right around the $6,000, $7,000 level. Mm-hmm. But earlier in the year when it was like, you know, close to 20000 20, can you kind of explain how a, a regular person who's holding Bitcoin you know, at an all-time high, would uh, uh, try to get a loan with that. Would they get would they get more? Would they get less? Uh, yeah. So basically, you know, our basic loan terms are: if you're looking for a loan, uh, you you specify either a collateral amount or a um, a principal amount you're looking for, and, and we we lend at fifty percent loan to value. 
And so that means if you have a uh, $100,000 worth of Bitcoin, you, you could get a $50,000 uh, principal loan um, in US dollars from us. So um, with that in mind, that we do have a margin call process that if the price and the value of that collateral decline, if that they were declined to uh, $75,000 in this example, um, then you'd get issued a margin call. You'd be asked to top things back up to that kind of 100K level at where the loan started. Um, so if you don't respond over two days, then the loan could be declared in default. Uh, thankfully, we've you had really, we have really, really great clients. Everyone's come through uh, in their margin calls, and so we've not had to force a liquidation or anything with anybody. Um, and then we don't liquidate. The, the funds are only liquidated when there's a, equivalent to a 45% price drop um, from, from the price of origination. So um, I know there has been um, there, there's been other kind of lending service out there. I think the first one I can think of mine um, is uh, I believe it was Salt. I think maybe last year. I'm not sure if they're still around anymore. Um, how are you guys uh, navigating the space um, with other uh, people uh, in the space? Do you guys consider them as competitors, or do you think this is a big enough lane for for a lot of people? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it would be crazy to think that there could just be one lender. And uh, you know, the, the way markets work are definitely there's always this trade-offs between you know, capital that's looking for a return or looking for um, an, a high interest rate and then borrowers looking for um, lower interest rates and you know, cheaper ways, cheaper cost of capital. And so those, those forces kind of only work best if, as and when there are more competitors and more people in the ecosystem. Uh, so the more folks out there raising money for this kind of product, the more kind of believers you're creating in the, the capital markets and investment community. And this is a product category that makes sense and should exist and should have US dollars allocated towards it. And then, you know, as that happens, those capital sources have to compete with, the, uh, with each other and uh, hopefully drive that cost of capital down for borrowers subsequently. So borrowers can find cheaper rates and um, that's going to healthier and better for everybody. So uh, that you know, they are competitors. You know, speaking frankly, they We'd rather those people borrow with us when they could. That um, it's perfectly healthy for us to have multiple folks doing it. And in um, the kind of Bitcoin and, and these cryptocurrencies are interesting because they are are a really perfect form of collateral. There, um, you, you can receive them instantly, so you can take possession of them, and you can store them uh, generally cheaply. Like it's not like trying to store a house or a luxury car or something like that. You're, um, you know, there are, are ways to store it that are somewhat straightforward. Um, and then you can also uh, dispose of it uh, relatively quickly on a on a twenty four seven global liquid market. And so if you're if you're in a position as a lender, that's a, that's a sweet deal. Um, just where traditional lenders have perceptions of risk around you know, the headlines or oh what if a hack or oh that's drug that's stuff used for drugs. And so it's just a big education game of getting those people uh, on board and into the space. And so um, but those same properties I mentioned that make it good collateral is what's just gonna you know, have everybody and their and their mother in some respect think they can be a lender in the space. And you find pretty quickly that, uh, especially if you're doing it well and you're doing it above board, there's things like regulations. There's, you know, you do still have to raise that money and you've got investors to answer to and, and report to and things like that. So um, it can be just a lot more work than some people are willing to go go through all the way with. When, when you do kind of uh, these these loans, are, are you, is there a KYC involved or is it is it, are you issued a check or cash or... How does, can you tell us a little bit more stuff about that? Yeah, um, we we have an anti-money laundering policy. You know, it's just like any um, U.S. Uh, or non-bank financial institution. Um, so given that we do involve ourselves in finance and extending loans to people, we, we've got to know our customer. We've got to know who they are. And that does require us to get things like uh, photo identification, 
full names, uh, social security number, date of birth, and things like that. So um, not too atypical from just you know, opening up any kind of account or getting a loan from any kind of bank. And, and a lot of it's just because we are tied to uh, the fiat banking rails that the kind of much of the core premise of our product is that we're wiring you money or you're going to get money showing up in your checking account. And so to have access to that banking system and the you know, privilege of being able to operate in it, uh, we we have to we have to do the, these these kind of know your customer checks and you know it's it's also nice I like knowing the clients and I know um, I also like knowing their the either the stories sometimes what the what the funds are being used for I don't I don't know all this you know a lot of it's our client service team and professionals that are looking at this stuff but um, it also just affords you better marketing better understanding of your clients and who they are what are they using this stuff for so it's a um, hopefully it's still mutually beneficial process for, for everyone. And the the banks, I'm sure. I'm sure when you guys first started, were they uh, open to this idea, or did you find them a little tougher to persuade? Yeah, man, that was that was pretty tough. Uh, it took a while to get find a good banking partner, and luckily we do have one, and, and somebody that uh, fully understands what we're doing, and uh, it, we can you have the privilege of, of them having them as a partner and being able to um, access the the U.S. ecosystem. But th- there are you know just very few banks that were willing to. Um, roll the dice, so to speak, or just take the risk on, on us. And you could, you could explain as well as you could to, to any, any bank, what we're doing and some, you could get some people comfortable, or you even get the leadership comfortable. Once they hit the compliance team's desk, then it was just, um, they would just die. <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, Jimmy song had, had recently said, uh, kind of, kind of what, uh, what you guys are building, you know, getting a loan out on the Bitcoin that you're holding. Um, do you think that's going to be the future, Joe? Do you think that's something that, uh, people that had gotten in early in this space are going to look at this and say, "Huh, this might be the way to do, the way to spend Bitcoin." You know, I think it's definitely a uh, it's something these people should consider um, while we're in this transition phase of like we start begin to use less dollars for things, or we have more of a digitally native economy that relies on things like Bitcoin for its payment infrastructure, and that becomes the you preferred form of money for certain transactions. Um, and, and if why not someday all transactions? Uh, so definitely, I see the uh, I, I see there being this just transition period where, where loans like this do make a lot of sense. Hundred years from now, fifty years from now, as there's there's been some more macroeconomic economic transitions that take place, um, we'll just have to see. But uh, I think it definitely makes sense. There's a good business case, and there'll even be stronger business case for it, or stronger business cases for it as, as rates come down in, in the coming years. Is uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum, is, do you think that's going to be it for Unchained Capital? Do you, do you guys see yourself getting to other cryptocurrencies out there? You don't have to speculate on a specific coin or anything, but do you think that'll happen in the near that future? Bitcoin would be displaced or there'd be another coin to come? Or? No, meaning that that you can get a loan on? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I mean, you can do that already. I, th- I mean, I think Salt's taking Dogecoin. Um, and I think... Oh, are they? Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. And uh, I think they're accepting even that the Salt token itself is collateral or some cases like that. I need to have... You know, certain other folks that might use like a BitGo or, or the custodian for their assets, they're lending against things that BitGo accepts is fine. Um, so, yeah, and I, I think, I mean, from a lender perspective, I think it, it's definitely riskier. And so, therefore, the, your lenders might be charging higher interest rates. And uh, what, what you're kind of really caring about, those is a whatever you're lending in. So, if you're lending in dollars, you're caring about, okay, the, the liquidity between those dollars and that asset. So, how much dollar trades against Bitcoin Cash or against Dogecoin or whatever it is, um, that's that's usually kind of a principal concern you're, you're trying to you look at uh, whether whether you should accept that asset. Um, 
from a financial risk point of view. And then there's the other side of kind of custodial risk and how is this asset held? Can it be held safely? Can it be held in a way that I know I can get it if I need it? Um, that kind of thing. All interesting stuff, Joe. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, where do you guys see yourselves here in the next 18 months? Any uh, any interesting events coming up or anything uh, that you guys want to uh, uh, kind of tease <laughs> coming down the pipeline? I mean, definitely, you know, here in the you know, next week, we're going to be launching something we, we call our, our multi-institution, multi-signature, um, collaborative storage, you know, collaborative custody model for how we hold um, collateral. So this will allow our clients to keep a key on, on their hardware wallet, such as a ledger or treasure. Um, and be part of a, a three-party multi-signature forum for their collateral. So when they, you know, they might already have their Bitcoin on a Trezor already, uh, it, and when they get a loan from us, they're just having to send that that Bitcoin into a three-party multi-signature address where they're one of the signers. Uh, you need two two signatures to move the funds. And those other two signers will be us and a third-party key agent. Um, so it's something that's where we've done to kind of really increase the trust here for everybody. Uh, meaning if uh, we, God forbid, we go away or you know, the client doesn't think they can trust us, they know they can still recover funds uh, with this third party um, in that kind of worst case scenario. Um, and then you know, we still get the protection we need as a lender where we can work with this key agent to liquidate the, um, the assets if the, the client defaults on the loan or they don't respond to a margin call. So that's coming out and that's going to help us kind of lead into other future financial products and, and things that we would like to build upon. Um, it's, it's really interesting and, and challenging in the space because we're trying to kind of thread that needle between um, delivering financial services, but not doing them in as, as perhaps a centralized way as we've had them happen before, or, you know, ways where you don't always get quite know if you can hundred percent trust that bank, but give people some of that self-sovereignty, that, that control over their private keys and, and whatnot, but, uh, but also, you know, still deliver financial service safely. So, that that's kind of going to be the theme of the next 18 months. I think really you know, taking that technology and, and this, this multi-signature solution of ours into uh, other arenas. That's awesome. I'm so happy that, that I'm hearing you say all that because I, I feel like security is, uh, you know, should be at the at the top for a lot of these uh, um, different uh, blockchain projects out there. Just my just kind of a question I always wondered when when I when I talk to startups and start start talking to blockchain projects. Um, who 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 in, in the space do you do you look at kind of as the as kind of the guiding light for a lot of these um, of where the space is going? Are there a couple people in the space that you kind of you know, have as a mentor or people that you rely on? No, I wish, uh, you, you know, I'd love yeah, to have more relations with folks that, that, you know, one could call like that. I think, um, I, I'm just a big fan of Twitter. I think Twitter, you find, um, all kinds of interesting thoughts. And if you curate the right feed and make sure you got, you know, people that are Bitcoin maximalists or people that are multi-coiners or people that are no coiners and, um, you know, kind of everything in between in, in, in your sort of feed, it's, it's great to have that sort of diversity of perspectives. Um, and so, yeah, I think in, in a lot of those camps, I could point to yeah, people that are uh, really great. You know, th- folks that come to mind that I consistently like, and I think have good, good views on things. There's uh, I think Nick Carter. Um, he's a, just a great Twitter personality and, and writer. Uh, I think Jill Ruth is another one. Um, she's got really great perspectives and a good um, kind of financial service experience and background that she draws from. So, yeah, there's plenty more out there, but those are just two that, that come to mind. Oh, that's so interesting. I, yeah, I always wondered how how a, a lot of uh, you know co-founders and CEOs of blockchain projects get these ideas, uh, but it sounds like it's it's all just in you, <laughs> and it's and it's coming out. So 
that's pretty cool. I, I definitely, definitely think that uh, you guys are headed in the right direction. All right. Uh, so, so Joe, I just want to say thanks again for coming on the show. Is there any final words that you would like to say? Oh, no. Thanks. Thank you for having me. And uh, yeah. will I see you at the Texas Bitcoin conference this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. So we're headed out there this weekend. Um, I'm going to release this show here tonight. So um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Are you on day one or, or day two? Uh, I believe on day two. Yeah. But, um, and it's going to be my co-founder, Drew, actually speaking. So. Oh, cool. 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 Yeah. I can't wait to, you know, see you guys there. And, um, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. It's my first Texas Bitcoin conference. So huh? kind of nervous. Well, don't <laughs> but, um, Pretty cool. Yeah. Come by our booth and uh, we'll, we'll tell you how it is. <laughs> awesome. I appreciate it. Well, thanks so much, Joe. I appreciate it. And thanks for coming on through our podcast. And I wish you all the best. And I can't wait to come by y'all's booth this weekend and check y'all out. <laughs> thanks, Carl. Look forward to meeting in person. This is the end of the show. You have been listening to Thriller Podcast with Carr Gonzalez. Remember, Thriller Podcast is not financial advice. Everything Carr said likely will come true. It is up to you. Now go do your own research. Listen to other things that start their name with crypto and not Carr. And remember, buy a Bitcoin and save the world. One Satoshi at a time.